Hi, I'm the Asian sensation Kanji. You're listening to Queen's Court. Hi guys, this is the Queen of Queen's Massage talking. And I am so happy to introduce you to the Queen's Court. All right, everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Queen's Court. Holy crap, Wrestle Kingdom. I think that must be the title of this episode. (laughs) There's just so much to say. And thankfully, thankfully, I am not alone. I have the man, the myth, the legend himself, everyone's favorite, Mr. Mags, host of Why We Watch, Five Rounds Pod, and of course, everyone's favorite, my personal favorite, Badlands Podcast with Paul. Hello, Mags. Hello, what an amazing introduction. Uh, everyone's favourite might be a stretch, but certainly definitely passable. Uh, um, I totally appreciate the uh, the opportunity to come on. Uh, I absolutely love speaking with with you. And yeah, it's a great opportunity. And what an amazing weekend of, uh, of wrestling we've got to go over. We were just talking about how there's just so much to say. And this Wrestle Kingdom has just been... What a, I don't even know what to I don't even know what to say. It's been such a weekend of events. You know, each day, of course, Wrestle Kingdom broken down to two days, and then New Year's Dash on the third. It's been an adventure to say the least. <laughs> mm, yeah, um, and kind of a new adventure because it's never happened before. We've never had this uh, two day split for Wrestle Kingdom, and yeah, we're it was quite concerning how they were going to work it. And to be fair. Um, I think they knocked it absolutely out of the park. I did too. And you know, I'm really glad that you brought that up because before we kind of dive into all this madness, let's talk a little bit about this two-day adventure. Did you like that it was broken up into two days? Did you feel like it was just so much wrestling or did you enjoy this concept? Yeah, uh, from from the the outset, uh, before any of the matches were, were kind of like, um, announced, I was quietly confident that they could pull it off mainly because we know the quality of, of wrestling that New Japan puts on. Uh, I didn't think we'd be a worry in that in that kind of case. My concern was that we weren't going to get Wrestle Kingdom quality matches, if you understand what I mean. Um, a Wrestle Kingdom is, is literally the WrestleMania of New Japan, and it's always the big, uh, it's the the end of all the storylines and the, the start of the new ones. And it's always like the big feuds that come at Wrestle Kingdom. And, and my concern was with two days with a show, was that going to happen? And when the card was announced, there was a kind of a bit of worry that no, it wasn't going to happen. But I think early on into the, into the, the, uh, the first night, my fears were kind of a, Alleved a little bit. I felt that whilst we got the, the, the we're going to obviously talk about the the show later, uh, later in the episode, but we got like the pre-show, which was like, the Young Lions, uh, an amazing amazing opportunity for them to get on this massive stage. I mean, these are usually the guys who are on the pre-shows of like shows like the Road Twos or the like Don Don Taku stuff like that. For them to get this opportunity to wrestle in front of seventy thousand people, that's amazing. Amazing events. Uh, I was a little concerned we didn't get a, a New Japan Rumble because uh, that's one of my favourite parts of, of Wrestle Kingdom. But I think the the matches served to to kind of like cover what would have happened in the New Japan Rumble anyway. So yeah, I was quietly concerned at the beginning, but 
it certainly alleviated my fears once we got into the action. Yeah, you know, and I, I had similar concerns to you. WrestleMania, you know, famously people say like, oh, they're just, you know, everyone earns their paycheck on Mania Weekend, right? They're going to throw in as, as many possible mm-hmm. people as they can. And I'm like, oh, God, no, <laughs> don't do it here. I was a little nervous, like you, that some of these matches weren't going to live up to this massive card. And like you said, it is the WrestleMania of New Japan. The biggest things happen here. We close one chapter, we move into the next one, and so many things are getting set up. And then, you know, they come out and drop that we're going to get this double belt thing going on. And we're like, what's happening with this? And, you know, then Moxley and Jericho are coming. It was like craziness all in one, like after the other of announcements, right? And and while I feel like there were a couple matches we could have done without, I feel like overall... Like you, my fears were alleviated pretty much partway into night one, where I was like, oh, we're going to be fine. It's going to be great. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, and I think the the two-day thing, uh, from my point of view, I mean, I don't know if this is the actual uh, land from New Japan, but uh, from my point of view, this was a two-day event to celebrate uh, Jushin Thunder Lager mm-hmm. and and the fact that the, they've, they've come up with the double dash, uh, double gold dash storyline to to make sure we've got two main event worthy matches at the end, um, and that's kind of how I how I saw this event. This it, it was more of a, a special kind of Wrestle Kingdom for someone who's who served the business for thirty one plus years. Absolutely, and and what a an honoring they gave him for sure, and, and they did such a beautiful job with his last matches. He really seemed to come out like on his own terms, and yeah, we'll get there when we get there. But I'm yeah. not ready to cry yet, Max. I'm not ready. <laughs> oh my gosh! But kicking it off on night one, of course, we had our our dark match, uh, which is huge, and then we had two pre-show matches with our cute little young lions there trying to make a name for themselves. I thought they did great. But the one I really wanted to touch on super quick before we dive into the the main card, if you will, was the fact that Stardom had a dark match at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, something that people like our good pal JPQ, Big Paws on a Pup, at a particular <laughs> angle, have been discussing and, and talking about ever since they were purchased by Bushi Road, who also owns New Japan. And... I, I mean, I didn't know that they were going to do this at this Wrestle Kingdom. I thought this was going to be at least a year in the future. And then they come and they were there. I was disappointed a little bit that we didn't get to see it. But of course, obviously, with contracts and TV issues, I, I totally get why. But for you, stardom at New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom, what does this like signify for the future? I, I think it... It's a massive, massive step. Uh, Stardom's always been one of the premier uh, Joshi uh, wrestling companies. And the fact that they got bought up by Boosie Road was amazing in itself. Then we obviously heard the rumblings that uh, they may be coming onto the, the Wrestle Kingdom card. And wow, the fact that it, that it has, a, especially in a culture where female wrestling and male wrestling are kept so separate for this mm. to, to be happening. We're, we're in a whole new wrestling world. Uh, and like you, I was kind of like disappointed that we didn't get to, to see it, but I can totally understand why they they didn't want to dive in headlong and, and kind of upset the barrel cart, uh, the apple cart, uh, sorry. But um, yeah, uh, 
it's got me excited for for the future of Wrestle Kingdom. Maybe we're going to see uh, these uh, starter matches kind of slowly climb their way up the card, maybe to even the point where they're being counted as one of the main events. I mean, there's news coming out recently about how Bushi Road have, have thrown so much money into stardom that they're looking at getting the likes of Io Shirai and Kairi Sane to come back to stardom, which if they can attract these kind of huge stars, stars that uh, have followings along the, the lines of the 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 main uh, the male stars over in Japan, um, yeah, this could be the start of something huge in in Joshi wrestling. Oh my god, absolutely, and it makes me like tingle with anticipation of what's going to happen at Wrestle Kingdom 15. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy, and what we could get possibly at other shows. Ah, oh, the future is endless. So I just wanted to talk about that real quick because goodness gracious, what a momentous step forward! And it was so cool that that they announced that they were having this match. And uh, like we said, we also had the Young Lions on the pre-show, and then we kick off night one with an eight-man tag match, which of course was the second to last match for our boy Juice and Thunder Liger. Now, we had a couple of eight-man tag team matches, right? There was about three of them before we get into the title <laughs> matches, per se. So, you know, we had these, and, and there's kind of storytelling, right? Every time they have these sort of things, uh, especially when it's broken into two nights, uh, it's for what's going to happen right the next night. Um, so, match after that, we had Suzuki Goon versus LIJ and Chaos versus Bullet Club, and and you know that there's some things brewing with certain individuals in there. What did you think of all three of these eight-man tag matches that we had? Yeah, uh, like I kind of said earlier, it, it, when the card was was announced, it, my worry was it wasn't a Wrestle Kingdom style card. It felt mm. more like a, a Don Taku or maybe like a, a New Beginning style card where we were seeing like the the starts of storylines. Uh, I can understand why they they put these on. Obviously, the 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 start of the show was to be about uh, Jushin Thunder Liger and how much of an impact he's had on the on the business, and that kind of had to mean that the the Rumble had to make way and to get these guys on the card and also to, like you said, further the, the storyline because they were going into two days. These storylines needed to to like be uh, fed a little bit and I, f- I felt that these matches kind of did what they, they were meant to do. Uh, we didn't get anything that was particularly outstanding, but we got those little seeds that New Japan are so good at, at planting for a storyline and, yeah, they were they were very, very serviceable matches. I think this. I think so too. Uh, you know, they did exactly what they were meant to do, building heat for the matches that were happening on day two. Uh, we got so you know people in other people's faces, Zack Saber Jr. and Sonata, and you know uh, Goto and Kenta, and you know just setting up little things that we're going to see for tomorrow, building that heat. That's something that they do very well in New Japan. They plant those little seeds, as you mentioned, and they use these matches in order to progress that storyline. So they were decent matches. I didn't think, like you said, they were anything super great or anything. They weren't spectacular. I wasn't like, wow, this is Wrestle Kingdom, you know. But they totally served their purpose, and they were getting us excited, I think, for what was supposed to come. But there's a lot of interest i guess in trying to build the storylines for night two right and that that was the major story uh but i did like to see the heat between zack saber jr and sonata keep going um and you know this faction fighting thing you know some <laughs> it's interesting to me new japan has these you know factions as everyone knows but they they pit them against each other and then there's always like a different 
matchup of like who's going to be in these 18 eight man tag team matches or or less or more depending on what they're doing but i'm not really too sure about like i don't know they didn't check major boxes for me i guess i'll put it like that yeah uh and again that that was the concern of with it being uh spread over two days that not every match would be able to live up to the quality of, of the tile matches and to be fair, they didn't because those title matches were absolutely outstanding, near enough every single one of them. Uh, but yeah, they they fed the the storylines and and the seeds going into the second day, and then obviously into into New Year's Dash and and then going on to a new beginning. So yeah, the the one thing that New Japan are good at is is getting those long term storylines, feeding you bit by bit, and uh, yeah, just keeping the the kind of momentum going, I suppose. Yeah, keeping it going because, you know, why we have these storylines that are coming up next with these title matches, there's still other things that they have brewing that we can get a glimpse in for the future. But speaking of these matches for the titles, um, yeah, so we had this tag team match, Mags. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, uh, I don't know how I feel about this one, but it was Finn Juice, which I can't stand that name, but I, I get it. Juice Robinson and David Finlay versus G.O.D. Uh, yeah. This was interesting. I don't. I have a lot of thoughts, but as my guest, please go first. This tag match between these two, with ultimately Finn Juice coming out as the new tag team champions. Uh, how, how are we feeling about that? Yeah, um, I've made it clear my feelings on the <laughs> the New Japan tag team. Uh, it just it hurts me to my core as someone who's always loved tag wrestling and, and New Japan. When I first started watching it, had a a thriving tag scene. It was one of the the better aspects of New Japan for me, and and to see it in the state it's in now, it it hurts. It really does hurt for me. The it was the right result, not because Finn Juice were the better team. Absolutely not. I, I detest the fact that we're having to use thrown together teams, um, mm. but it needed something there to freshen it up. It needed something there because God are amazing, probably top three tag teams in the world and they need some competition and putting the titles on on fin juice allows that kind of like the time to refresh in, uh that that kind of division and hopefully we'll get some new competitors i mean we, we'll get later in the show some of those competitors who, <laughs> who they may be uh but yeah I'm, and to go against Pope, I think Pope is a little bit of a salty bitch. Um, his <laughs> hate for his hate for Juice, I think he's unwarranted. I I love Juice. I think he's an amazing character. Uh, he has fun with wrestling, and Pope being the the solemn, grumpy old man that he is, just can't <laughs> see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't I don't dislike Juice as much as <laughs> as our pal JPQ does. <clears throat> But <laughs> that man needs a fashion 911 call to yeah, Matt, that is one thing that I, I will totally agree with uh, with JPQ on he looked like one of the village people and it was it was oh those like short pants and just no juice no. you look horrific Dude, they're like <laughs> We call them like clam diggers here in the States because when you go clam digging, you have to roll up your pants, right? But that's what they look like. <laughs> wow. They, they, they look like leggings for someone yeah, they, who, who's about a foot and a half shorter. 
We oh, call right. them in. We call them kind of pants in England cat dars because oh. you'll, yeah, it's like when if a cat's died and it smells, you roll your pants up. I have no idea why it's called that. To be fair, but when a pant your pants are too short for your legs, they're called cat dars. Very interesting. Well, there's some fun <laughs> trivia for y'all today. Um, but yeah, I, you know, as much as I'm very upset about it, because for me, there's nobody better than God over there right now. And and like you, we've commiserated on this several times about how we are so disappointed in this tag league that they have going on in New Japan. It's just an absolute disaster. And uh, I get it, right? I, I understand. we got to inject some new blood. We have to have some sort of shakeup and change to try and get people to be more excited and interested in this because, well, there's just nothing there. So we have to do something. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, like, ha- I'm happy for Finlay. I've, I've always yeah. felt that Finlay's been very, He's very cool. underrated. Uh He's not a flashy kind of wrestler by any stretch of the imagination, but he's got the fundamentals down. And yeah, I, f- I felt that he's always deserved a little bit of a, a little bit of more recognition. And thankfully, this has given him some. So yeah, uh, good on them both. Uh, it, hopefully, it will refresh that that tag division, and and we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, we'll kind of take a look and see where it goes. Uh, I'm gonna be very interested to see what's gonna happen with Bullet Club post Wrestle Kingdom New Year's Dash. And that's something we can <laughs> chat on a little bit later. But I have theories. I <laughs> we have, have theories. theories. I knew you would. <laughs> we have to talk about our beloved faction here because they're falling apart. Dear God. All right. Anyway, let's move on to something that uh, when it was announced, I was so excited for. And that is, of course, Mr. John Moxley versus Lance Archer, who's, of course, at the time, the United States champion. Woo, and a Texas death match. Okay, so first of all, I, I put this out on Twitter when um, when this match was actually happening. We were watching it live, and I was like, can we all just take a moment to look at our screens right now and the fourth day of 2020, and we have John Moxley in New Japan at Wrestle Kingdom fighting in a title match versus Archer, who's the champion. Like, what a wild 2019 we must have had in order to get to this moment, right? Yeah, I mean, it's all been been uh, almost like an era of, of consequences. Uh, we had Moxley who had to relinquish the title because of uh, travel issues. Then we had uh, Archer who was almost left left in limbo when uh, when David Boy Junior left New Japan, and and now we've got two amazing stars out of it. I mean. Nobody in New Japan has had the 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 six months that the Archer's had. He's absolutely just been on fire, and for him to to become the U.S. champion for having a, such a brilliant showing in in the G1, what a revelation that guy's been. Um, and obviously Moxley, since leaving WWE, has been is is probably been the most exciting wrestler to watch. Uh, obviously, you you saw him uh, doing his first match after leaving WWE, and he just looks so happy. He looks so happy being able to to do whatever he wants. And this match kind of kind of proved it. It was it was everything that that we expected it to be. It was brutal. It was hard hitting. Um, it was just a, such a fun match to watch. And and the fact that John Moxley kept uh, regained the title kind of gives everyone a little bit of hope that there's a there's going to be an AEW uh, and New Japan relationship in in the near future. Yeah, I was so excited that he won. Not to take anything away from Archer, because I've actually really loved his rise up 
middle to end of 2019 and just so happy that he was champion. And not to take anything away from him, but there's something so special about having John Moxley being able to regain that title and do it in this match. It was crazy. You know, it was as crazy as a as a Texas death match in New Japan can be, right? <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, I mean, it's not quite the same as a GCW or some other oh, uh, oh, locations, well, right? <laughs> but those Japanese tables are, are 10 times worse than any table you get in the, in the West. Wow, I would not want to get put through one of them. And and uh, Moxley not only went through one, but he, he destroyed the corner one with his, uh, with his rib cage, which must have must have absolutely hurt so so bad uh but yeah it was a great match and we we moxley kind of needed to win because we needed that closure on the the moxley juice story on right. that too so yeah it was a, a really good way to like kind of kind of like kick the the show into a, a fifth gear knowing what what was actually going to follow it I know, and uh, wow, it was awesome. It was, I, you know, this match was about almost about 15 minutes long, and I was shocked that it was over. I was like, "What? We're done? Oh shoot! It, it could have <laughs> gone on for so much longer, and I wouldn't have been bored whatsoever." I thought they worked really well together. The story was great. The the violence level was just enough, um, mm-hmm. and Lance pulled out some moves, trying to choke him with a bag. Like that was brilliant. Wow. So innovative. Absolutely. When he pulled the carry bag out, I was like, is he going to like suffocate him here? And then just start like choking him with it. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. So, such a great match. Uh, really, really fun to watch. It's just as simple as that. Absolutely. I really enjoyed it. And of course, it gave us our rubber match on night two, which we will get to. Um, mm-hmm. So that was the stipulation, I guess, if you will. Whoever won would face Juice on night two. So then we'll have Mox versus Juice. Um, but the next match, Mags, is, is something that we need to dive into because of a few things. Number one, uh, I've already started my match of the year candidates. And, and this is number one. <laughs> Do you know, it, it was number one for me as well un, until the the matches that followed it. <laughs> I think this may be a, may be a case where uh, Uncle Dave gives out way too many five-star matches because any of these last three matches you could give a five-star and absolutely not, be, not even be exaggerated. I know, which is crazy. It just kept getting leveled up and leveled up. But this one for me was something special. And wins out a little above the next two because of the fact that Hiromu is back. Yeah. And this it was gone all of all of 2019. And like he he came back towards the end, but just to see him return and Finn not Finn I almost said Finn Juice <laughs> Juice mm. <laughs> you need to take notes. You want flamboyance and and how to do <laughs> wrestling fashion correctly? Look at that man's robe. That's all you need to know. Uh. Versus well, Will Ospreay. Look at Will Ospreay's uh, ring gear. I was uh, just going to say the same thing. <laughs> he mentioned he mentioned on Twitter a, a couple of days before uh, Wrestle Kingdom that he was he uh, was coming out with some new gear and it, and it would be a uh, it would be animal friendly. So everyone was thinking, what would it be? And it was a goddamn lion head on his shoulder. Absolutely amazing. He looked stellar. Every inch the champion. Every inch a complete badass. Mm-hmm. As he, he well he is, but um. For the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, I mean, just to have them back together in a match for a title, that alone just signed me up. Like, I'm in, I'm ready to go. But the match that we got 
with the sequences we got. Oh my god. <laughs> we Lord. were witness to in this match, Mags. It Holy just, Mary. It uh, I don't know how uh, how much you remember the the older ECW pay-per-views, but uh, when Jerry Lynn and RED used to have a match they used to be able to do like these like counter sequences and, and it would get rapturous applause. This match was better than than them two. The 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 in and out of the ring, I mean, doing a a belly to belly suplex through the ropes and then wow, it was just amazing. Just these two have the best in ring chemistry of of anyone. I mean, um, I've watched Ricochet versus Osprey and this these two are so so much better and. I'm just so glad that uh, Hiromu's back. I We've mean, missed him. Oof, we've missed we've him. missed him, haven't we? We've missed him. And it was, you're right, the chemistry between these two is what made it so special. Like, they just gel so well together. And, and they're from such different parts of the world. And it doesn't matter because their they're common language is wrestling. And they just blew it out of the park. I've never been taken aback so much in a junior heavyweight match. I, I don't remember the last time I was totally blown away like this and, and oof, just made it super special that he he won. I mean, he beat yeah. Will Ospreay. It was and crazy. The, uh, the the worry was always going to be, would Ospreay kind of rein in a little bit, knowing mm-hmm. that, that, uh, that Takashi had been out for over 500 days. And no, there was none of that. Absolutely Mm-mm. none of that. This gave me kind of Daniel Bryan feelings. Every time uh, we saw Hiromu landing on his neck, it was like, ooh, yes. deep. Like, kind of <laughs> almost like shivering, like in worry for, for whether Hiromu was going to get injured again. But wow, these two guys went at it so well. Uh, and the thing that impressed me more was the fact that they, they had such a frenetic pace, but then... They slowed it down and then they sped it back up and, and it was it was so good. It was it, the way they were controlling the pace of the of the match. Yeah, I can totally understand how this was your match of the weekend and it could easily still be the match of the year. It's gonna take a lot to to top it. I think so too. Just the feeling and the pacing, you were right about that. And the crowd were eating out of the palm of their hands. I mean, it was like it was perfection. Uh, I just, oof, I just loved every second. So I, I'm super <laughs> glad that he w- came out on top. Uh, what's next for Will Osprey? Is he going to be bumped into the heavyweights now for real? I don't know. It's possible. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, that was the aim before Hiromu uh, got injured. Mm-hmm. So uh, Will coming back to the the uh, junior division was kind of like to replace Hiromu almost like as a um, just holding it in place. I think now that that we'll we'll have the opportunity to to face the 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 heavyweights. Now I mean he looked so much bigger than Hiromu in the match anyway. He looked like he'd bulked up, yes. uh, and it, the fact that he's picked up an injury and it gives him a, the like a, it may be out for three to six months with uh, I think he got a heel injury. Um, yeah. That gives him the opportunity to bulk up even more, and maybe like later on down the line, uh, maybe around King of Pro Wrestling Town, we get a beefier Will Ospreay coming in and and maybe challenging for like the the US or even the RC title. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. I hope he recovers well because I think I heard broken heel. That's not very nice. That's not good. No. 
that's not good at all. But yeah, I think you're right. I think Hiromu's going to put a stamp back on the junior heavyweight division. And it gives Will Ospreay the time to do what he needs to do to come into the heavyweight picture. But boy, speaking of heavyweights, hmm, <laughs> this story of the the double gold champions, the fact that both someone at the end of Wrestle Kingdom was going to be the IC champ and the heavyweight champ have both belts. And when we put these four in the conversation, Naito, Jay White, Okada, and Ibushi, I mean, <laughs> as you and Conrad uh, with JPQ on his show so eloquently spilled out, it really could have gone anyway. <laughs> Either way, always. It, it You couldn't make a case for any of these four to come out as the double champ, right? And it, and it was so exciting for us fans to be like, well, what are we gonna, what are they gonna do? Which direction are they gonna go in? How is it gonna happen? Are we finally gonna get Naito as double champ, or are they gonna keep it with Okada, or is Bushi finally, after signing with New Japan, gonna like get his reward, so to speak, or is it really gonna be Jay White who has beaten, you know, so many of the top dudes to finally come out and say, I'm the absolute best? I mean, what? A dramatic storytelling experiences that we got with these two matches on night one and then of course the penultimate match on night two. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. And and like you alluded to, my my view was I literally could make a case for every single every single not even just like outcome of the winner, but every single like kind of where the matches could have gone. Uh, it was just such great storytelling. Gado is an absolute genius when it comes to booking. Um, I'm, I can't say I'm particularly thrilled with the fact that, that one person has two titles. I've never been a big fan of that. Mm. I think it kind of stunts uh, like the, the divisions. But when you've got to cover two days of, of, of wrestling and, and you want a definitive champion like that. Wow. What a, what an amazing way to do it. And just these four guys proved that they are among the elite of, of wrestling today. hundred percent. I would show these next two matches to anybody and be like, put them up against your favorite wrestlers. They have to be in the conversation for some of the best moving right now. In the yeah. scene. Boom. There they are. Let's start with Naito versus Jay White for the IC title. I mean, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> this match one-upped the match we just saw before. Uh, I could not believe the storytelling and the, oh my God, the heat between these two was so good. And I just was watching this whole match, of course, live. And I'm like, trying not to fall asleep and die. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> these guys are killing it. Naito came out of freak, not out of nowhere, but it, it's like, oh, I don't even know how to explain it truly. But uh, I, I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Yeah, they, if if you can find a better example of telling a story in those ropes, I would. I, you you need to tell me because this was absolutely beautiful storytelling the way that jay got his is like dickish character of the way that he targeted the knees the mm. the way that nato couldn't even run to the ropes and he was falling over that we almost had to like get a kind of like a, a tko victory because he just couldn't fight anymore it was yeah. absolutely stunning storytelling just so so good and then 
we get we get what we've all been hoping for for the last seven years and and two years since it should have actually happened at uh, Wrestle Kingdom uh, twelve, where Nato was one step away from from being. The, the top dog in, in New Japan, such a great storyline. Um, such, I, I can't, I can't applaud these two guys enough. And for me, this is five stars all day long. Oh, without even blinking, without even blinking, the the knees were the big story of this. And he, mm-hmm. he Jay White, made Naito look like completely defeated. It would not happen. He was gonna win this whole time, and then Naito just comes out. And gets him. And and Jay White came out every inch, the cocky heel that he is, in white, like ready to go. And he just dripped that confidence. And mm-hmm. oh, if he's not the best heel in the biz other than MJF, I don't know what it, what is wrong. With him. <laughs> but he's just so good. And and oh, the intricacy of that storytelling is is really what makes this match so so special. And and you're right, Naito did it. He defeated Jay White. And he became the IC champion, and the dream was alive. And people were losing it, not only in the Tokyo Dome, but all of us who were watching live on Twitter were like freaking out. It's happening. It could happen, right? We got that little seed of hope for what was going to happen in night two. And you yeah. just were like, oh my God, is his knees? Are they going to hold out? Is he going to be okay? Like, he's got to go up against either Okada or Bushi. Like, this is going to be crazy. Yeah, and, uh, woof. The, and right at the end as well, I, I had a little bit of a heart flutter. Uh, I felt that Red Shoes, when he went for the the pin at the end, he kind of like stalled for the for the three count, like as almost as if he wasn't gonna count it. And I thought, don't you be Red Shoes, Hebner? Don't you give us a, a Tokyo screw job here? Uh, but thankfully, he didn't. And uh, Nato uh, lived to to face the the winner of the next match at, at day two. Yeah, I saw that too. I was like, red shoes? Don't you dare. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need any interference from you. Okay. We need a definitive, clean win. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Which thankfully we got. But then we had the the big one for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship with Ibushi versus Okada. And uh, first of all, Glow Kata coming out with that glow in the dark (laughs) robe and skirt situation. That was interesting. Very cool to see. Um, and, and we get this match between these two, an absolute classic, nearly 40 minutes long, of two of the best in the entire world. And after this match, I just remember saying to myself, Okada is the best goddamn wrestler in the, in the whole world. In the whole world. He's literally the perfect package. He has it all. He has the movesets. He has the uh, the flexibility and capability of, of being in the ring with anybody. He can wrestle anyone and make them look good while making himself look good. He could tell a story in the ring and out of the ring. And he just looks every inch a champion. And that's why he is what he is. Yep, I totally, totally agree. Um, another five-plus star match for me. Um Started off quite slow for for an Ibushi match anyway. Uh, you know, the candlelight uh, has a very frenetic pace, but yeah, such a great match. Uh, the way that uh, Okada unlocked kind of dark Ibushi where he yes. went into like this this fugue state. Oh my god, I thought we were we were gonna get something special with 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 uh, dark Ibushi. The way that they were 
uh, Ibushi was like kind of giving call outs to to like his friends with uh, with the moves that he was pulling off, like the V triggers and the Bomayer. Uh, I think he even attempted to do a a Tiger driver off the top rope at one yep. point. Yeah, just amazing match. And then we had a car pulling out some of his old tricks, uh, stuff like the Red Ink uh, submission that he kind of like brought back for for the G one and the just wow, just these two are like. They like butter in the ring. Absolutely silky smooth, and what a what a great match! Forty minutes, and it felt like it had gone on for ten. It was that and, good. Yes, it was it, exactly. It was that good. And to our earlier point of how New Japan likes to plant those seeds, that heel Kota Ibushi, that darkness in Kota Ibushi, that is a storyline just mm-hmm. waiting to be told. All they have to do is water that little seed and let it yeah. grow into a crazy twisted little tree because he's got that in him and you could watch his face that emotionless like terminator yeah. vibe and i was like whoa okada's bringing something else out of coda and uh that was a treat to see and i'm really hoping that they capitalize on that of course with new japan we might wait a little while to get there but <laughs> that's okay I, i'm fine with waiting if that's where we're gonna go and is there anyone who hates their neck more than Kota Bushi? Wow. He, <laughs> no. If him and Hiromi ever had a match, I don't know if I could watch it. I, I really, he- really don't, because I think you would need two wheelchairs after the match. Oh, my God. Kota, like, he kills me. Every time I see him on his neck, and I was like, can you not do that, please? Yeah. Can we not do I, that? I feel like every time we're watching an uh, Ibushi match, you need to wear a collar. Yeah. Just to just to protect your own neck from watching it, it was that that brutal. I know. <laughs> Poor Coda. I just wish he would get it together and stop it with his neck because he freaks me out. But you know, he he lost here, and and I think ultimately a lot of us thought that even though he had come really on the rise this past year to be in this spot, right, to challenge for this spot, and then be in a match with Okada at Wrestle Kingdom, um, I think we all kind of had a feeling that it's just not his time. And uh, I don't think that it's far off in the future, per se. Uh, I, I don't think we have to wait seven years like Naito. But <laughs> I, I, I don't. That, th- I don't think Kibushi's yeah. got seven years. I don't to think wait he like does. That. No, not, there wasn't. He, him, and uh, Takashi, uh, they're not going to be the kind of wrestlers that wrestle on into the late forties. He's, he's just. You can't keep up that kind of that pace he's and not. and yeah, but yeah. Four absolutely outstanding wrestlers. Uh, all of them deserve all the props in the world for yeah. for for what they did, and on, not just on this now, on both now. It's just absolutely. absolutely outstanding wrestlers, and this is why Wrestle Kingdom for me is, is the best event in the world. Absolutely right. When what main events that we got? You know what main <laughs> events did we get? Such beautiful. Uh, spotlight on on wrestling but for you night one match of the night i'm gonna go uh in terms of action i totally agree with you i think it was uh hiromu versus will but for for what like drew me in it's the storyline between jay and tetsu Naito. i think that was the best match of the night and quite possibly the best match of the weekend I, I don't think many people would argue with you on that one, just given what we got in that match. But 
As if that wasn't enough wrestling for you, 11 matches in total, including the two pre-show and one dark match. So there you go. Uh, Five and a half hours almost. Good Lord, five and a half hours. It was like a, you know, a WWE (laughs) pay-per-view. But but I think the difference is, though, you don't realize you've been watching for five and a half hours. You you get get, uh, to the end of the show and you look at the time and you think, Jesus Christ, how has this been going on so long? I think the first night in Britain started at at five, I want to say. Uh, I think it was five, and by the time it finished, we're looking at like half past ten, and it's like, where, where's the time gone? Have I really been watching wrestling for five, five and a half hours? You have, but it's been excellent <laughs> wrestling, and therein lies and the difference. That was only day so one. It's only day one, Mags. Now let's talk about day two. Good golly, we had one pre-show match, and then eight <laughs> matches on the main card. Good Christ. <laughs> And they were pretty much, uh, nope, they were all title matches, except for, hmm, one, two, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so the pre-show match, you know, was all four factions fighting for the Never Open Weight Six-Man Tag Team Championship. Uh, I mean, LIJ won this one. That was cool for Evil, Shingo, and Bushi. Um, do you have any thoughts about the pre-show? Yeah, I thought the the match was really, really well paced. Uh, uh, I didn't really see any kind of uh, errors or like botches in the show. They they really did well. I think uh, it made an absolute star out of uh, Shingo, as we all know. Shingo's amazing, and I think Robbie Eagles as well did so so well. Uh, and we'll obviously talk about him when we get to Dash. Um, yeah, I think they really put in put in a lot behind Robbie Eagles and. Obviously, with Will Ospreay kind of looking at moving up and and being out, maybe he's going to be the chaos kind of uh, uh, junior heavyweight to to be looking at. But yeah, I think uh, yeah, really good match. I mean, to be fair, I didn't even remember who the champions were before we got into like the the all kind of preview of, of New Japan with these uh, with these uh, six men titles. Um, it's not it's not a championship that I think we need now. Uh, there's right. not a lot of point to it, but. It puts it puts a title on Shingo, and if anyone deserves a title after the year they've had, I think Shingo is definitely one of them. Oh yes, and we're gonna have to talk about him as well in Dash. Uh, there, there's a lot of cool things mm. coming up for Shingo. He's someone you need to keep your eye on. And I agree about Robbie Eagles. Um, what's cool about a gauntlet is is they it's not mass chaos, right? It's not like all these people are in a ring and and everyone's fighting, and it's hard to see the action. It's a little easier for you to do that, and I, I feel the same way as you about Robbie Eagles. So those are my bigger standouts, um, as well. But we open the show with the man last match oh man Whew. on one side we had Hiromu and Ryu Lee and then of course on the other side Juice and Thunder Liger and Sano uh together in a tag team match uh, not not for a title but uh for retirement for the last ever match of Liger uh this was emotional for a lot of people particularly uh, as its closing moments began to happen and afterwards um, with what was said to him by Hiromu and what was said to him by Ryu and, and what he said. So go ahead. What do you have to say about this one? Yeah, I mean, we kind of glossed over the the, the first retirement match on, on, on that one. And that, for me, these two matches of, of, of Lager's retirement were kind of both a passing of the torch, but, for, sure. but in different ways. Uh, obviously, the first one was 
was where Lager was able to to face his his old teammates and his old rivals one more time. But there was one person in that match who kind of like stuck out like a sore thumb, and that was Taguchi. He's not really got that kind of history with Lager. Uh, but it dawned on me why he was in that match. He was in that match to pass on the torch of the elder statesman of the of the junior division. Um, and then if you go to this match, for fast forward 24 hours, this is to pass the torch to the to keep the the junior division uh, alive and kicking with the likes of Takahashi and, and Dragon Lee. So I, I like the kind of the dichotomy of, of the way that. Uh, Lag has gone out on his back in both matches and kind of passed the torch to the elder statesman and also the the new fresh blood of of the division that he's he's been a champion of for for all of his career. So I really think it was just the perfect way for for Lager to to go out and yeah, this match was just it was never going to be uh, the best match in terms of action obviously uh, Sano is getting on in years and 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 Lager is obviously was retiring but yeah it was just a it was just such a a great match to watch in terms of remembering the things that Lager has done for the business and and for him to be passing this on to to two stars who who could be the Lagers of their generation it was just re- really Heartwarming to watch, but also kind of tinged with a little bit of sadness. Um, I like the fact that Hiromu tried to get like the angry version of Lager out of of him, um, mm-hmm. and and the fact that he he Lager took the pin on both both nights. That's that's a true wrestler. That if you go out on your back, counting the lights, you pass that torch on. Wow, uh, it was absolutely amazing. But then a tinge of sadness for me was. The minute that uh, Hiromu got the pin, New Japan World decided that the feed would go down. Oh, I know. I felt Uh, so bad for you guys. I was like, oh, no. To be fair, I must have been one of the most lucky people on on the actual New Japan World feed because my feed came back up pretty much as soon as the new uh, as soon as the junior tag titles match started but I know that uh, people who I was talking with on Twitter their their feed didn't come up like at all almost and if it did it was very very choppy and they had no sound and a lot of people actually switched over to the the Japanese uh, feed to at least be able to watch the action I know you guys on fight seem to seem to like be okay but yeah we it was a, a bit of a sad thing for me not being able to see that kind of like passing of the torch, but obviously you uh, you fed me the information and I'm totally grateful for that. <laughs> and I've been able to see it since, uh, yeah, just the respect that they had for him and the respect that they're always going to have for him. Yeah, just heartwarming, even for a, a grizzled old man like myself. <laughs> Got you a little bit right in the field. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think I could say anything other than than what you just said. It's, it's perfect. Uh, for me, it was so touching to to hear and, and watch Hiromu, you know, say that he's going to carry on this this division and his legacy and make him proud kind of thing. And then Ryu Lee got down on the ground and, like, you know, gave him the, the ultimate bow of respect. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm going to start crying. This is crazy. And, and what a legend Liger is. I know he's no longer wrestling, so I'm not going to say was because he's still here. But, uh, wow, um, super big respect for him. And, and like I we mentioned at the beginning of the show, they really gave him a huge honor in, in this retirement. And he 
Uh, we can talk a little bit more about that, obviously, when we get to Dash. But super special and uh, a nice way to kick off the show, even if it was <laughs> a little bit emotional. Um, yeah. That, that's okay. Uh, it's got to happen. And at least it happened in a nice way for him. So we had uh, the next match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. We had Rapungi 3K, Yo and Show, um, and Taishi Ishimori and El Fantasmo for a tag match. Um, not my favorite of the tag matches, I will say that, but I love Yo and Show. They're some of my favorites um, mm-hmm. going in their very limited <laughs> tag team division. <laughs> But, again, uh, again it, it, it's, it's such a it's such a sad state of affairs for for New Japan's both tag divisions to be so so threadbare. Uh, but yeah, I I kind of agree with you. I think we could have probably seen more from this. Uh, it, again, it's it's a case of changing the champions just to freshen it up. Uh, I suppose. Sure. I mean, Rapongi Free Cave had a had an amazing year anyway, um, and. The, the, I think the 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 talking points from this match was the fact that they were wearing cups so they could avoid the the punch in the, in yeah. in the ghoulies from <laughs> ELP. Um, and talking cheap. talking about uh, like low key heels, uh, ELP is very very good at being a low key heel. I I, I really think he's come out uh, come into his own uh, in being a part of New Japan. Uh, I really do think he's got a very very bright future with him, uh, but yeah, this this kind of division is is made for the likes of Rapongi Free Care. Oh um, yeah, yeah, I love those guys. I do too. They're fun to watch. They gel so well as a team, and it's just hard to like not see them with a title belt. <laughs> so when they get it back, you're like, great, that's where it should be. <laughs> yeah, well, I think <laughs> was it like five times like junior heavyweight yes. tag. Tag team champions and that. <laughs> I just kind of associate them with it, which is why I'm like, wait, why don't they have these belts again? Oh, okay. <laughs> so they're freshening it up. We're Punky 3K going into 2020 with the belts. Uh, and we'll see what's going to happen with that as well. Hopefully the new blood, the change of uh, the guard, if you will, will put some life back into uh, these terrible tag team divisions that we have going on. Yeah, because it, it needs it. It definitely it needs, needs it. it. I mean, we got like inklings of of who's going to be a part of of the heavyweight tag team division at, at Dasher, and hopefully we'll we'll kind of see the same thing um, in in the juniors. I mean, like I said earlier, I'm not a massive fan of tag teams being thrown together just for the sake of it, but sure. if needs if needs must, then we we definitely do need some fresh blood in both divisions. Yeah, I think so as well. And we're probably going to get it, Mags. As much as we hate it, I think we're going to get it. Mm-hmm. But hopefully at least one of them that we'll talk about soon uh, might be a little more interesting than others. <laughs> <laughs> but that leads us right into some delicious, amazing technical wrestling with Zack Sabre Jr. Wow. Versus Sonata. I mean, what can you say? Anytime these two are in a ring together, you're going to get absolute magic. And if you haven't seen that matchup from the G1, poo, please. Please go back and watch it because let me tell you something. That chain wrestling, nobody does better than these two. No, it was absolutely astounding. The yep. the 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 cross face uh, kind of chin lock that they were having, and they they were each finding different ways of getting out of it and and applying it to the other person. It was just amazing. And then the roll pins. Wow, these two, uh, they they're almost as good as Will Ospreay and, and Takashi in the ring together. Absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. I felt that the end come pretty, pretty like 
out of nowhere. Yes. I felt like this could this could have probably gone another five, ten, even fifteen more minutes. Uh, but I would I wanted Sonata to win so so bad. Oh, we keep it's it feels like we've been saying for three years that this is Sonata's year, this is a Sonata's breakout, and he's and he's been in this state of flux for so long, and I felt that. With uh, especially with New Japan um, expanding into the West, with New J- uh, New Japan US coming next year, they had the Royal Quest uh, late uh, late last year. I felt that maybe Sonata being the British champion and he could come over to some British shows and 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 kind of like shown what New Japan can do. But yeah, um, what can you say? Zack Saber Jr. is is he's linked to that title so so much and I can't complain that he won because we got an absolutely outstanding match out of it that like I said the chain wrestling was oh. was just off the chain <laughs> <laughs> to use the word in its definition exactly right <laughs> it was off the chain it's crazy and and I feel the same way as you the ending came out of nowhere and I was like oh come on <laughs> I just want my boy Sonata to have a belt gosh dang it because it could have just been so interesting and fun to to have him be able to do those things with the British Heavyweight Championship. But uh, I guess it's just not his time. I, I yeah, and, and my concern was, where does he go from from here? What sure, kind yeah. of what, what kind of feud does he does he go on? Uh, and again, like I said, I, I I'm one who always come up with a kind of batshit theory, and my theory was that that it was it was going to leave LRJ because of this. Uh, because he was like tartarless, everyone else was. It seemed to be like a very LRJ heavy weekend. Uh, they were picking up victory after victory after victory. And he was the one who was kind of letting the team down. He's always been the the kind of brooding, silent type. Is uh, and I felt that maybe this would be his kind of coming out where he was gonna like snap. But obviously, we didn't see that. And when we get to New Year's Dash, we'll we'll see what the future does hold up for mm. for Sonata here. Indeed, very curious there as well. But that leads us into the next match, John Moxley versus Juice. Of course, night one, he beat Archer to become the United States champion, which, by the way, very sexy belt. I love that belt. I would I like to that. own that belt. I would also like to own that belt. In fact, I do own that I belt. I know you do. And Not I was wearing that I was wearing that proudly on my shoulder whilst uh, watching Moxley and Juice beat the living piss out of each other. What a fun match this was. They really yeah. just went at it. And and I liked that this was the rubber match and we're getting it at night two at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I actually like to see them wrestle one another. It's, it's fun for various different reasons. One, because they work really well together. But two, their paths, right? Uh, you know, Juice, of course, at NXT and Mox also was at NXT at the same time and Mox went up and Juice did not and he left and now here they are in New Japan meeting again under totally different circumstances and it's just like it's it's so cool um, and I, I just like Juice's for all of his faults that I don't like, I love that as you mentioned, he has fun with wrestling and he likes to fight and he likes to do what he wants to do and Moxley is an absolute lunatic, so uh, they work really well together. Yeah, I think I think of all the matches of juices that I've seen, Moxley kind of brings out the best of juice. Yes, uh, I think they work. Like I said, they worked well together. They kind of their styles kind of mesh really, really well. Um, and 
Moxley kind of brings out that darkness in, in Juice. He kind of can tip him over the edge for for Juice to like break the rules and 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 fight the dirty way that uh, that that Moxley does. And we needed this this rubber match. This this uh, kind of feud needed to to come to a definitive end. Uh, the fact that Moxley retain uh, the title. Um, yeah. It, it it means that again that that door still open for a, an AEW and New Japan um, kind of like relationship, but as much as you can talk about this match, nothing will be what happened straight after. Yes, why don't we talk about that? <laughs> because, <laughs> holy good golly! Go ahead, Mag. Go off. When. When we first heard of Moxley going to New Japan, when we saw those vignettes uh, and we saw him coming, there was one match that everybody wanted. Sure. There was one match that everybody wanted, and it was the match that we are going to get. Uh, the, obviously, the talk that uh, Suzuki was getting a little bit frustrated with his position in uh, New Japan with kind of like looking as if he was going to be leaving. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. We are getting what we've been dreaming of since Moxley left WWE. We're getting Murder Grandpa versus Death Rider. This is going to be absolutely amazing. Minoru Suzuki coming down the the, the ring in his uh, in his tracksuit, then just starts taking his clothes off, ready for a fight. Absolutely just amazing. Just, oh, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. I just, it's what we've wanted for so, so long. And then, obviously, at, at Dash, it kind of gets built on even more. This is what New Japan, just, it's what it does for us. Absolutely amazing. Oh, my God. All of a sudden, we're watching Mox in celebration, and all of a sudden, that music hits, and I'm like, no, 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 no. It's happening. Get up. Yeah. Okay, let's go. If you, if, if you Americans were flagging, uh, uh, like, such a, a long, like, hard day of, of wrestling content, that is the kind of thing that wakes you up. When Casarina uh, Ray uh, hits, you don't need any coffee to to open those eyes. I was sat here slack jawed, like this is this happening? Am I am I actually in in some sort of dream world? Are we actually going to get Moxley versus Suzuki? And we it looks like that we are absolutely. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Wait, and you're right. This was the match when Mox. Uh, left the WWE and and got his contract not only with AEW but got his, his special contract with New Japan and went there. That was the first thing out of my mouth. I know I was like, oh, him versus Murder Grandpa. Can we do that now? Can we do that today? <laughs> I don't care. They just signed it do, right now. Right now is good. Let's do that. <laughs> I just think that this has the potential to be absolute mayhem and madness and in all the right ways. And uh, woo, looks like we're getting it. I'm really excited. Mm. I hope we don't have to wait too long. <laughs> Hope it comes soon, but and and if we get um, Suzuki as US champion going into that the expansion into the US, imagine Suzuki over in the US week in week out. That would be absolutely heaven, absolutely heaven, absolute heaven. I would just sign me up for everything to do with that. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, what a great moment that was, and I cannot wait for what's to come with that storyline. Way to keep it continuing, people. I'm obsessed. So then we move into Goto, who, by the way, has one of the best entrance music songs of all time. It's a low-key banger. People sleep on that song, but get the song, 
Get in your car or truck, whatever you have. Pull the windows down and turn this up. You will feel like a complete badass, I promise you. Versus Kenta for the Never Open Weight Championship. And talk about Goto coming back from that excursion, coming back from getting bulked up and the like. probably the best shape he's been in in a long time. To kick some ass. <laughs> wow. Wow. I love Goto. And I feel like a lot of people sleep on him, too. Um, you know, they forget, I think, how good he actually is. And then you put him in the ring with someone as amazing as Kenta, who also came back this year uh, in a different way, <laughs> from a different place, uh, <laughs> to totally just, again, kick ass in his own way and, and just become this dastardly jerk face that you just love in Bullet Club. Um <laughs> This was a fun one for me. Yeah, same. Uh, for me, uh, Goto in the open weight, uh, never tell scene. It's just, it's what happens. It's everything is right with the world when you see Goto in these tile matches. And like I said, he's, he looked in absolutely phenomenal shape. Uh, Kenta kind of has had a lot to prove since uh, since leaving Noah going to NXT and not kind of being the big star that he, he should have been, really. Uh, and he's come and he's kind of like the, the, uh, the Noah style Kenta where he had this big chip on his shoulder because he wasn't counted as one of the, the four pillars of, of Noah. Um right. And when he came to uh, NXT, that character was kind of like gone, and he was like a happy-go-lucky kind of wrestler. And then he's come back here, and and he's is again, he's this kind of got a bit of a chip on his shoulder, uh, but he's he's kind of stuttered in New Japan because they haven't really accepted him because of of the Noah uh, link. Sure. Um, but he didn't really it didn't seem to me that he fitted into this open weight division. It was always like he was kind of destined for more. Uh, it was a huge signing. I mean, when he, when he made his debut, everybody was shocked. This was a big, big thing. And for him to settle in this, in this uh, open weight division was kind of like below him almost. And mm-hmm. obviously we, we see later on <laughs> where, yeah, where exactly where he goes. But for me, Goto in this division, yeah, this, it's Goto Nishi who kind of makes this uh, this open weight division for me, and this was just a, a knockdown, drag out, brutal fight. Um, before we knew what was going on, I would have hoped for a, a, like a Kenta win because where did Kenta go after that? Obviously, right. we we know where he went, uh, but yeah, <laughs> a, a really really good match, and 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 I, I kind of agree with what you said that Goto gets sleep uh, slept on quite a lot. Um, he, you don't see him have a bad match with anybody. Um, no. So the fact that he's he's now what a open weight champion for the millionth time. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm I'm very very happy with that. Yeah, me too. Couldn't have ended better for me. Um, I, and I'm happy about it as well. But the next three matches uh, are kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with Jay White, of course, with Gato. Uh, where else would Gato be? Um, and uh, facing Ibushi for a singles match. Now, of course, they're fighting one another because of the fact that they lost the previous night. Um, but they are facing one another. And um, this match, I was surprised a little bit. Like, I know they're great wrestlers, don't get me wrong. But <clears throat> I was surprised by how much I really enjoyed this match. Um, I was hoping to see a little bit more of that evil Coda coming out than we really got. Uh, but again, 
two of the best in New Japan, two of the best in the world, fighting one another, even though they lost the night before. Jay White comes out, and he's like, I may have lost the belt, but I'm still the best in this business, and I'm going to show you why, right? It's basically what he was saying on the ramp with Gato on his way to, to fight Ibushi. And again, Kota hates his neck, and, uh, you know, we just keep going, ah, 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 while we're watching this match go. But I thought they did excellently together. And then Jay White defeating Bushi, like, yo, where does Bushi go from here? Yeah, that my concern with this uh, like four-way dance for, for the mm-hmm. double dash gold was always going to be who takes two losses. And out of anyone, I wouldn't have expected it to be Ibushi because mm-hmm. he's just signed his first ever long-term deal with a company. He said that he wants to be at New Japan for the rest of his career. And it felt like he was, it was almost marked to be the next big thing. And for him to take two losses in two nights was was kind of like, hmm, how how does that work? Where does Ibushi go from from here? Um, I like the fact that we almost got uh, the dark Ibushi again. That is something that needs to happen in the, in the yes. near future. Dark Ibushi is, is I am all about that. Um, one of my crazy batshit theories was that uh, Gato might turn on JY in this match. Um, because obviously Jay lost the first match, lost his Intercontinental title, uh, and we know that Gado has no kind of loyalty turned on Okada, for for God's sake. So I felt that maybe it was a time for for Gado to kind of ditch Jay White and and bring Dark Ibushi into Bully mm-hmm. Club. It didn't it didn't happen. We got a, a an amazing match. My my only problems with the match was I, th- I felt that there was a little bit too much interference from Great Gado. Yeah, they, ca- they kind of repeated the same um, like spots a couple of times, which kind of didn't work for me. Uh, but um, it's just it had this was a great way to to get a win back for Jay White, a very devious, dirty win, especially with Gado using the brass knuckles to to knock uh, Ibushi out. Yeah, um, it's kind of the bullet club of old where you win at any cost rather That's than right. the kind of the, the fun style of bullet club that we had when, when we had the elite. We're getting back to the we don't give a shit kind of bullet club and a win's a win's a win. Well, let's hope they continue that trend because they're making me nervous. <laughs> but yes, um, I, I agree. Way too much Gato. Way too much Gato. Uh, I like a little bit because it goes with the character, right? I understand that. But too much is too much, and it kind of takes something away from this match. But oof, it just it was a good one, and I'm and I'm actually happy that Jay White won because I'm now very invested into what they're going to do with Abushi, uh, which we get a little bit of a taste of later on. That leads us into the Painmaker, the AEW Champion, Chris Jericho versus Tanahashi, the Ace of New Japan. Now they had a stipulation on this match. A little uh, what would happen if. So if Tanahashi won, he would receive a match for Jericho's AEW World Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So this happens, and they, they come out, and Jericho's wearing the belt in New Japan. They agreed, obviously, to this little stipulation. If Tanahashi won, everybody freaking out that this could open the door between New Japan and AEW. The- the forbidden door. The forbidden door, as Jericho called <laughs> exactly the forbidden door, which is hysterical. Uh, only Jericho. But um, I actually really enjoyed this match. 
I thought it was well paced. I thought they had each had great spots and moments. I thought uh, Tanahashi made Jericho look great and vice versa. Like, I just thought they worked very well together. Um, two of the greatest of all time. Two goats in the ring together. Um, wow. Uh, very interesting. I feel like Jericho had to win here. And so I know a lot of people who were clamoring for this uh, this Tanahashi match to happen for the AEW world title were disappointed because he ends up beating him by submission. Actually, a very great submission, too, by the way. Uh, the storytelling towards the end of this match as we close with that submission, uh, I thought was excellently done. But... Yeah, very interesting, uh, the reaction to Tana losing and then Jericho's promo post-match. What are your thoughts about this one? Yeah, um, going back to the beginning, uh, first of all, I, why did did not have uh, Judas as, as his coming out music? I, I don't get that. Did uh, I know one of the biggest heels in New Japan is the uh, this music has been altered for, for broadcast. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was weird that Jer- Jericho's own song wasn't used to for him to come out to. But uh, And then, obviously, as you know, I've, I've not only got a, a replica of the of the US title, I've also got a replica of the AEW title, and I was there proudly sat with it on my shoulder again. <laughs> yes, and, Max. And Jericho didn't look like he'd come out with a title, so... Old man Mags was a little bit disappointed, but then he un- unbuttoned his jacket and lifted his t-shirt up, and there it was. There was the title. Um, mm-hmm. Just, I think the 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 biggest point from this match that I got was the fact that they both had counters for for the finishing moves. I don't think Jericho landed the Judas effect once, and I also mm-hmm. don't think that uh, Tanhashi landed the half-life floor uh, once, or they kind of both counted each other there, so that leaves a little bit of wiggle room for for a, a, a second match. Um, yeah, I think Jericho got a lot of grief online about like being a bit out of shape, but you've got to remember, this guy's almost 50 years old. I know. Um it's just he's he's got he's got a bit of holiday pounds on him, uh, but he still can do things in that ring that people half of age half his age couldn't do. I mean the the drop kick from the 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 ring apron, a fifty year old man carrying a little bit of pound is doing that. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, he's always going to be my god. You know my love for for Chris <laughs> Jericho, um, <laughs> and the fact that he won by. Uh, by transitioning the the Wars of Jericho into the Lion Tamer. Yeah, that was absolutely brilliant. And I think what a lot of people, especially Western um, audiences, didn't kind of get was how that was insulting to uh, someone like Tanashi. Obviously, we we know as, as New Japan fans that the the young lions are given kind of a basic move set, and one of their finishing moves is always the Boston Crab. And for Tanahashi to to tap out to the Boston Crab, he's kind of rubbing his face in it a little bit. Um, so there's this these kind of nuances that a lot of people just didn't pick up on. And, and mm-hmm. they, for someone uh, who's watched New Japan religiously for the last few years, they stood out to me like a, a sore thumb. Um, but yeah, going on to the press conference. Yes. And if anybody is going to be the bridge between AEW and New Japan, who's going to get this this relationship going, it's Jericho. 
uh, 100%. he he doesn't mince his words uh, and like he said in 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 the press conference is he's not been in this business for 20 plus years and not made a lot of money from this business by by not knowing when there's money to be made and he knows that there's going to be money to be made in matches with New Japan and AEW talent and he said he wants to face Tanahashi again he wants to face Okada again Nato again and these are all matches that if you put these on an AEW pay-per-view or even on on Dynamite wow you're going to attract so many new viewers to both products it's 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 just a match made in heaven and and the sooner they can get it done for me, the better. Absolutely right. And uh, he also dropped an interesting name and he said, well, Osprey. And I was like, mm-hmm. excuse me, excuse mm-hmm. me, make that happen at any point in time. And I, you have my money. Not to mention all the big names that he dropped as well. Of course. Um, it's awesome. And I, and I think that they could have some fun things um, to do with this year to kind of work towards that bridge right uh, i think it's going to take a little bit i don't know that it's going to happen super soon no. but the fact that we have a special contract for mox and the fact that we have a special contract for jericho i think there's a way that they could get a special contract for tanahashi to maybe come at i don't know double or nothing yeah he, he's, de- like he's definitely you know what i mean yeah, he's definitely got that kind of gravitas in in New Japan uh, for to be able to do that. But it's also interesting. Uh, I, I read an interview with Harold Mage. I think it was just before Christmas uh, that he was open to the idea of a of an AEW partnership. He just wants to see how the land lies. Uh, with them in terms of like the TV deal and whether they, they they're going to be able to sustain the figures because any deal's got to be able to benefit New Japan as as well as benefit AEW. So it's not like the door is fully closed. Yeah, there's a little bit of bad blood there with the way that the elite left and and, and stuff like that. But I don't think it's fully closed. And I think that, that Jericho and, and Mox can be the kind of people that boot that door open and, and we get the dream matches that, that we all want to see. I I hope it happens. I hope they find a way to make it happen. Um, and I think it will. Just maybe not right now (laughs) i'm maybe not as as soon as people would like including myself (laughs) but that's okay i would rather them take them their time to work it out so they each benefit because then we will benefit you're right about that 100 percent. but that leads us into the final match of night two the match with naito as the iwgp intercontinental champion versus okada the iwgp heavyweight champion for the double gold dash baby here Mm -hmm. we go for both belts, we had just over 35 minutes of this match. And the whole time, I just kept thinking, are they really going to pull the trigger? Is this really going to happen? Are hmm. we going to get Naito two belts after all this time? Are they going to go there? Are they going to go there? Or are they going to keep it on Okada and cement his legacy as their number one guy uh, as he goes to the Olympics to carry the torch, you know, and all that stuff? And I'm like, ah, oh, shoot. And they really kept me on my toes. I will say that this entire match, it could have gone either way. And I was like, oh, oh my God, freaking out the entire time. And uh, let's just say I was not disappointed. <laughs> no, this was absolute. It was a beautiful match to watch. Beautiful. It was just, they both pulled out their their massive array of moves. Yes. Uh, and and when a card of finally landed that rainmaker uh, close to the end, I thought, 
we're, we're getting screwed. We're getting screwed again. Nato is not having his day. Uh, I thought, and it would have made sense because Okada is the man. He's the the best wrestler on the planet. And to go into, like I said, the the Olympics and to go into that such a historical moment as as this uh, double gold dash is, it would have made sense for Okada to to be that man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we got what we needed. We got what we needed. Um, Nato, when he pulled off uh, the Stardust press, I thought that yep. was it. When he pulled off Destino, and he just couldn't do it because his knees were uh, his knees were were giving up. And then he, uh, I think he did a Gloria, and then another Destino. Yes, and, yes. And we got Nato as champion. We got what we've we've not only wanted for seven years since I, I, I think I think I'm right in saying seven years when. Uh, when uh, Nato and Okada faced off and basically Nato was sent away because he couldn't beat Okada. And then obviously two years ago at uh, Wrestle Kingdom 12, when we all thought it was, it was Nato's time then and Okada came out victorious. Then we got, we got Nato, the most popular wrestler in Japan for God knows how long the last five years. And yeah, the, the, the stadium absolutely erupted. Absolutely. We we had the the Stardust Genius as as the first ever double champion in in wow. Japan. Isn't that crazy? At mm-hmm. the end of these two days, these long wrestling days that you know, even though it didn't feel as long as we were watching them, if you look at it on paper, it's a lot of wrestling and a lot of storytelling and a lot of development. And to mm-hmm. end it with Naito finally coming out on top, finally being the man in New Japan, the double champ, the first ever double champ uh and 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 again the continuation of the storyline with his knees and was he going to be able to pull it off and you know okada just making us think that he had it cinched in just the right opportunity and then he loses and you're like oh my god the stadium came unglued everybody watching came unglued it finally happened and he's our man he's the double champ and he's giving his beautiful little speech and we're about to get the big celebration the confetti Except we didn't quite get there, did we? We certainly didn't, and there's been a lot of uh, hate for this uh, for this yes. uh, happening on on wrestling Twitter. Personally, I think it was beautiful. Not that I because I wanted Nato to to get beat up. Not at all. I think that when you've took someone who's kind of floundering in that company, uh, not really being accepted by the fans, and instantly made them the most hated heel in not only New Japan but probably in all of professional wrestling. That has been booked to perfection for Nato for Kenta to come out and ruin Nato's big moment. The moment that not only Nato has been waiting for, but the fans have been waiting for for so long and to and to take him out with a with a go to sleep and then the pause with the two belts uh cross-legged like he did against uh shibata oh my god so it was it was black watching a painting come to life it was beautiful storytelling and our friend mr anthony Suter at smart to death i was talking to him and he's like of course nido's character would have his moment taken from him like that of course mm-hmm. he would because it makes the most sense. And of course, it's Kenta. And of course, Kenta's going to sit on top of him like he did to Shibata. And of course, he's going to pause to take that picture with the belts. Because of course, that's what's going to happen. Trust in Gato, man. Even though we got <laughs> what we wanted, we didn't really get what we wanted, right? We got it, and, but we didn't. 
And but you've got to keep the the story rolling. I think if exactly. we'd have ended if we'd have ended on a on a good note like that, something would have only just happened at New Year's Dash anyway. And and what better way to to spark interest for what's going to happen at New Year's Dash? Because we we didn't know anything that was booked. We had no idea of any matches or anything like that. Oh, what a way to to spark interest in that story by having the the last moment not being the the glorious champion, but the dastardly heel. Um, sitting across the chest of the champion, holding both the champion's belts. Amazing booking. Um, yeah. And like I said, it's took someone who was struggling to to find their place in New Japan and made them instantly the hottest heel. Just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, it actually ended up being perfect. At the time, I was annoyed. But upon further review, I, I really like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, but... You being annoyed is exactly what they want because it exactly, means you're going to come back and you're going to want to see Kenta get get the whooping that that's coming to him. Oh, and yeah. it it also kind of will if when Nato goes through Kenta, it's it's a big a a big character for him to beat in his first defense, which is which is absolutely beautiful booking. That's if he beats Kenta. I mean, we don't know what the storyline's going to be there, but yeah, just. I I loved it watching it. I loved it live and and analyzing it afterwards. It's I so so appreciate Gato's booking. Yeah, man, what what an event! What a two day event uh, for mm. you. Night two match of the night has to be the double dash, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that they they could have had the worst match in terms of in ring. Um, it, but the storyline carried it, and the fact is they didn't even have the worst match in ring. They had the best match in ring, so it was a, an absolutely perfect match. And I think it's going to be the first time that someone's got five star matches back to back on two nights. Because if Dave does not give that five stars, he has not been watching that match because it was just it was just phenomenal wrestling by two people at the very very top of the game. Yeah. Absolutely, the very tip top, and it, 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 you're right. It made New Year's Dash must see to see what's going to happen now. And uh, obviously, as we said earlier, we didn't know what these matches were, had no clue. New Year's Dash starts the next day. My God, what a spectacle they had to go through too until <laughs> we get to New Year's Dash. They've gone through it the past two days, but. We're going to start, of course, um, with Liger's retirement ceremony. And then they announce, uh, obviously, the card of what we're going to get. So we get a Young Lions match. We get the LA Dojo versus the Japan jo- uh, Dojo. We have then Suzuki Goon um, versus, um, oh my God, Rapungi 3K and LIJ and Bullet Club. Then we had Abushi teaming with Tanahashi and Finlay and Juice uh, versus Bullet Club Owens. Um, G.O.D. and Bad Luck Fale. Then we got uh, L.I.J. Shingo and Evil versus Chaos's Ishii and Goto. Then we had um, Chaos, Robbie Eagles, Osprey, and Hashi, and Okada uh, with uh, facing Suzuki Goon, um, Taichi, Lance Archer, Zack Sabre Jr., and of course Murder Grandpa. And then uh, the last match of the night, um, the uh, Sonata and Naito. And um, Jay White and Kenta facing each other. So those were the cards that, uh, that they announced for the night. And I, immediately my eyes went right to um, uh, Ishii and Goto 
uh, versus uh, Shingo and Evil. And my yes. eyes immediately went to um, Sonata Naito versus Jay White and Kenta. And I was like, okay, now we're going to get some shit. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> Stuff's about to go down. But first, we have to talk about the way that they began the night, which, you know, very quickly, let's talk about the man's retirement, Jushin Thunder Liger's retirement. He came out, he looked every inch an absolute legend in his his gear, which apparently he said he felt very weird about wearing because he wasn't Juice and Thunder Liger anymore, wasn't a wrestler anymore. Um, but he he came out for the retirement ceremony, and uh, you know the fans were thanking him, and and the wrestlers were thanking him, the leaders of the uh, company were thanking him, his family was there. I held it together until his family, and then I just started crying because his son yeah. started crying, then I started crying. <laughs> uh, and. The fact that it zoomed in on Tanahashi Crane as well—that's oh. that kind of brought me. And I think Will Ospreay said the same thing on 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 Twitter that he was holding it together until he saw Tanahashi go, and then that's when the lump in his throat came. Uh, but I think the biggest shot was uh, the video package from yeah. Antonio Inoki. Wow, that. I mean, whether you uh, agree with like anarchism or or not, the fact that someone of that stature has uh, recorded a video for for Lager shows just what it means to Japanese wrestling and and wrestling all across the whole world. Yeah, it was a beautiful way of um, of that basically celebrating his career from the video package at the beginning. Um, like I said, the ninety nine percent of of the uh, the roster coming out and thanking him to the pauses to uh, uh, Togi Makabe making him sing along to his his own theme tune. Yeah, yeah it was just yeah. absolutely brilliant. Uh, the the way that they respected his wife and and that's one of the best things about New Japan is we get uh, Chris Charlton on on the commentary and he was kind of explaining what was going on uh, in terms of like the speeches and the fact that. He paid so much respect to his wife, saying that uh, these 31 years he's made her lonely because she's been on the road so much and and that she's probably going to get bored of him being at home. (laughs) Uh, The fact that he, he, he... just showed so much respect to to his wife and son and yeah just a beautiful beautiful moment it was a lovely retirement ceremony um and it it was beautiful to watch and such a celebration of his career and everything he's done for new japan and then the wider world of wrestling you know it's cool to see all over social media everybody no matter what company they were in or who they wrestle for paying homage to the legend that is Liger. Um, you know, he's had such a profound impact on so many people's lives, particularly in the junior heavyweight division, that it was just, it was heartwarming to see and, and listening to him give a speech at the end. It was very, very nice. And uh, man, a beautiful way for someone to retire. If, if you have to retire, <laughs> that's a good way to do it. Um, yeah, Tanahashi was so funny. And, and obviously he was so sad. They're obviously very good friends. And, um, you know, Man, it was a tough way to start off New Year's Dash because everyone was like in their feelings a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay uh, because we jumped right into the action and uh, the Young Lions came out, LA Dojo versus the Japanese Dojo. Um, Man, I'm really impressed by the LA Dojo members. Um, Not that I wasn't impressed by uh, those in the Japanese one, but... There's something very special about Carl Fredericks. I really, really like him. I'm excited to see what the future is going to hold for him. Um, but also, um, Alex and, and Clark, I thought, were such great young talents that it made me want to, like, 
watch them more and pay special attention to when they have matches so mm-hmm. I can watch them work. I really enjoyed this opening match. Yep, same. I think Carl, Carl Fredericks is definitely the standout in that LA dojo. He had a good showing uh, on on the Wrestle Kingdom card and he had another good showing here. Um, but for me, as good as he as he was and as good as the LA uh, dojo guys was, I think the standout was actually Yota Suji. I think... Yeah. Um, the, in in the Wrestle Kingdom match uh, with with the with 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 the uh, the win over uh, Toyo Hanare, uh, I think he he got the final pin, but he got a really a lot of time to spotlight. And then in this match, he he, he was taking the the chest shots from um, yes. from Fredericks, and I think also from Connors. He, he kind of like was the standout for me, and he's almost like the shorter um, amino of of this kind of little group. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what how New Japan go with him because I think he he looks like a really good standout. But yeah, you can't take it away from the uh, the LA Dojo guys. They're really stepped up their game and wow Carl Fredericks is a is a star he's got that he's got that brash attitude he's got the moves and even when he, he kind of like uh botched on the kip up he, he saved it by turning it into like the 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 elbow drop so yeah he's, he's definitely got a lot uh a lot to a lot going for him and he's, he's definitely got a bright future Absolutely right. And I'm excited for more from them. I'm excited for more from Carl. And I, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with these ones. You know, what's great about uh, New Japan is they're always building their future. And that's what I love about these dojos and how they uh, work with these young people. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to what they have to bring. And that leads us into a factions uh, four way interesting match uh, <laughs> Show and Yo versus Ishimori and uh, ELP. And uh, Kanemaru and El Desperado and Bushi and Hiromu. Um, I didn't really care for this at all. I was watching it and I found myself kind of checking out several times. Um, I mean, it was okay. I love watching Hiromu wrestle. So obviously, as we talked about earlier in, in the show, like seeing him back in a ring makes me happy. I really like Bushi as well. But I, I, something about it was like there was too much going on for me. And I don't, I don't know if I wasn't, I just wasn't as invested in it as I think they would have preferred us to be invested in it i guess yeah um i think if you look at the whole card of new year's dash uh, as a whole it wasn't it was never going to stand up to the, sure. the two two days that we'd had uh and this match was obviously just to build more um more tension for uh the the junior tag division uh i'm glad that we got a uh, uh, desperado and kanamaru uh, victory I, I like both them too. They're one of my favourite teams in, in that division, especially mm-hmm. Desperado. I think he's absolutely a star in the making. The way he sells moves is absolutely unreal. Um, yeah, uh, and I also like the way that um, Shaw accidentally got misted uh, to give the victory. Yes. It, it kind of <laughs> like builds a little bit of a storyline, especially in like we've been speaking, these tag divisions are a little bit threadbare, so at least there's a little bit of meat on the bone there for, for some future rivalries. But yeah, I can understand it, it was... It was a very good match, but there was nothing particularly outstanding that that kind of like jumped up and grabbed you. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt about it. But I was happy that El Desperado and Kenemura won. Um, I like them in Suzuki Goon. They're they're a lot of fun. So um, at least they got the victory, and that was cool. And the mist at the end was was kind of fun. So at least it ended more on a high note <laughs> for me, mm-hmm. anyway. But that led us into uh, this fun tag team match with Tanahashi, Ibushi, Juice, and David Finlay 
versus the Bullet Club. G.O.D., Bad Luck Fale, and Chase Owens. Now, this was a lot of fun. Um, anytime that you're going to get, I think, these eight guys in the ring, you're going to see some silliness. You're going to see some fun. You're going to mm-hmm. see some uh, some shit talking. You're going to see some uh, some really great wrestling. And I really enjoyed this one. I was interested to see how Bullet Club was going to fare, given their dastardly performance (laughs) (laughs) and everything else. Because G.O.D., like, they lost their titles, and Bullet Club's losing titles left and right, and, like, what's going on, you guys? Get it together. And then Chase Owens is always there to take a pin, and, uh, you know, there's that. So, (laughs) like, how are we going to do this? Um, But I I thought there was some great wrestling in here. Um, their, Their back and forth I thought was really fun. And uh, we get a win for Tana, Bushi, and uh, Robinson, and Finlay. So that was kind of fun. But I think it's really about what happens afterwards. Yeah, this, that this is was super de- interesting. It was definitely a throwaway match, and, and it was all about what happened post-match. Uh, yeah. Um, one thing I, I did notice and kind of made me chuckle was uh, was when Chase tried to two-sweet Ibushi, and Ibushi <laughs> just, like, turned him away. And it was almost like Chase felt, like, slighted by that, and he was trying to, like, take it out on, on Ibushi. Uh, obviously, Ibushi then uh, picking up the, the pin on Chase. Uh, yep. So that's a kind of seeds of a future storyline right there. Um, but yeah, this was all about the the stare down at the end. Uh, we're gonna get Tanabusha. Oh, Ooh, and again, again it, this is going against everything I I like about tag team wrestling. I, the fact that we're getting a team thrown together, I should hate this. I should hate it with every core of my being, but it's Tanahashi and Kota Ibushi. How can you hate those two? They, they're magic in the ring against each other. They're going to be magic in the ring uh, as a team. It, it livens up the division. And I was uh, talking in uh, on Twitter with uh, JCB from the Band from Brigside po- uh, podcast and we were discussing how the he felt the the Finjuice victory on the first night uh, kind of upset him because it, it there was a nothing team and I was saying well maybe it's it's a bit of a refresh that we need and hopefully it's a it's a chance to build up some new tag teams and five minutes later we get a new tag team and I'm like oh man Mags is is a mind reader uh, but yeah <laughs> you were indeed. Just it's what a great team, and I I don't expect him to win at all. But you can't tell me that it will not be a fun match having Tanabushi versus Finjuice, and then obviously we've got Bullet Clubs uh, God still on 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 the outside. Wow, we've got a, the the hints of a story there, which is what that division needs. Yeah, I'm ready for it. I was so excited when uh, they were shaking hands afterwards, and like. I saw Tana move like towards the title and I'm like, oh shit, they're going to challenge right now. Oh yes. And I'm like, Tana Bushi together. Oh, this is going to be magical. And then when Tana puts up the, the two fingers and then the two fingers and Ibushi looks at him and it's like, are we going to get it? And Ibushi puts up the two fingers and the two fingers and then Juice and, and David are looking at each other like, Ooh, this is interesting. And because it was like Tanahashi that kind of took Juice under his wing, yes. and and now it's like the the master facing the student kind of thing. And yeah, I'm I'm absolutely all about that. Absolutely all about it. It'll be a fun little uh, storyline heading into a new beginning, definitely. 
Yes, absolutely. Very much looking forward to that. Um, but for me, uh, the standout from Dash was this next match, um, just because of the amazing mm. wrestling that we get. I know your boys in oh this one. Oh my god! Oh my god! It was wild. So we had, of course, Shingo and Evil teaming versus Goto and Ishii. I mean, this was a hard-hitting, non-stop, straight brawl from bell to bell. Exactly what you think you're going to get with these four big hosses, mm-hmm. you're going to get it. You want a big guy fight and you want to know how to do one correctly, watch this match. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, before uh, we, we got to this match, I, I thought that we were going to get the kind of uh, continuation of the Tachi and Shingo story, uh, sure. and it can it kind of like faded off on on the, especially on the second night of Wrestle Kingdom. Um, I made a comment about how they missed an opportunity to have a little bit of a uh, a stare down in that Gauntlet match. Little did I know that we're getting something so much better, so much better, and and this is exactly why New Japan are so good at these multi-man matches because out of this we have got two feuds that that the world wants to see. Uh, not only are we getting Tomohiro Ishii, you can have a feud with with absolutely anyone and make it look spectacular, but he's going up against Evil and then we've got Shingo taking on Goto, oh. challenging, challenging for that open weight title. Uh, going back to basically what he said when he first come to New Japan, that he wasn't going to be just a, a, a junior, that he wanted to kind of float around both divisions. And, and going for this openweight title is obviously the perfect way to do that. And wow, as we spoke about Goto being like slept on, and mm-hmm. this, this match is everything about New Japan that I love. Hard hitting, but still got that, that technical skill. Wow, yeah, I am all about uh, Shingo Tagaki taking on Hiroki Goto. That is just, it's dreams. It's absolute dreams. New Japan have spoiled us this weekend. Moxley and Suzuki, uh, Shingo and Goto, and then later on in in the next match, we've got the the hint of another... uh, another kind of rivalry coming up, but we'll get to that and we'll get to why I'm going to enjoy that later on. I know, like, wow. Uh, talk about how to build a feud and how to stoke the fire of that feud. Uh, mm-hmm. The story between Goto and Shingo is just the absolute coolest. Those guys told that in the ring. They sold it in the ring. And when he challenged, everyone was like, yes, this is going to be great. Um, so I'm really looking forward to what they're about to do. Um, I think this is magic. I think they're going to bring the very best out of each other. So I'm super excited for the future for Shingo versus Goto for the title. Ooh, it's going to be great. Um, they're two of my favorites on the the un- I wouldn't call it the undercard, but I guess it is the undercard. But I don't think of them as that way because <laughs> they're so not. damn talented. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, Shingo versus Goto is headline material oh. any any other day of the week. I so agree. Um, but that next match that we get is where some things are coming out. Lots of different mm-hmm. things. Okay, mm. very interesting. We have, of course, Chaos Okada. Yoshihashi, who I cannot stand. Will Ospreay and Robbie Eagles. Dratos Yoshihashi. I just can't stand him so much. Uh, versus, of course, Suzuki Goon, a Murder Grandpa, Zack Saber Jr., Lance Archer, and Taichi. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Well, again, we as said about the the last match being able to set up storylines. This one set up multiple storylines in just one match. I mean, you had Robbie Eagles again. I, I said how good of a weekend he had. This absolutely proved it. That guy took an ass whooping, sure absolute ass whooping, and he just stood up and 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 kept fighting back. I mean, he took on Suzuki, he took on Lance Archer, just amazing. Just the work that that kid put in, and then we've got uh, Zack Saber Jr. and and Will Ospreay hinting at uh, a future feud. Oh my yes. God, that is that's Brit wrestling all day damn long and um, obviously we've got uh suzuki's uh feud coming up with uh with mox but the one that that really got my got my like excitement heart was was lord tachi taking out kazuchika okada now i know that um Tachi is very, very divisive in, in our mm-hmm. community. There's people who love him and there's people who cannot stand the ground he walks on. I'm in I'm firmly in that first camp. I think he's absolutely brilliant as not only as a wrestler, but as a as a character. And for a way to take a carter out of the, the title picture for a little while and, and let that uh Kenta and uh Nato story steep, um, this is a perfect uh, feud for me, a little bit of a throwaway feud. Give uh, Lord Tachi a bit of a a bit of a rub. Um, he took out um, Akada with uh, I think he had like a shoulder injury, um, and he really focused on that. Yeah, I'm absolutely mm-hmm. all about it. He uh, attacked um, Akada with those iron fingers that he got from uh, Izuka. Yeah, I am all about these feuds coming out of this match. Just absolutely amazing. Well, talk about an eight-man tag match that, like, <laughs> gets some stories moving. I feel like we're constantly in, in our community saying, oh, my God, just, like, I need some new feuds. Like, I can't have the same people fighting each other all the time, right? I need something new and fresh and exciting. If we're going to have these ma- tag matches all the time, can something please happen? And holy God, did we get some things happening. Mm-hmm. You know, the 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 story for Zack Sabre Jr. and Will Ospreay coming out of there, a little hint of that. Brit wrestling at its best right there. Let's go. I'm ready for that. Um, Absolutely. Eagles showing out like a complete badass, getting his butt kicked the entire time, but still getting his butt up and saying, you know what? Let's go. More. More. He looked looked a star. He looked an absolute star. He looked like an absolute star. No matter like what he was facing, he was not going to say die. Mm -hmm. And then after the end of the match. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, as if that this, wasn't enough for you. <laughs> yeah. As if we didn't get teased on Night 2 of Wrestle Kingdom, they, they punctuated it on, on New Year's Dash. Mox coming out, squaring up the little like, cocky dancing he was doing, the Ooh, come yeah. on, and they get into a punching brawl, uh, both smiling as, as they were punching each other. It's just absolutely everything we want to see. And then the slap from Suzuki, and, oh. and Mox is just took it, looks, and then, wow, he laid in with those slaps. You could tell that they were both going hell for leather. Absolutely beautiful. And then finishes it off with a death rider. And I'm sure the camera caught him saying, if he fucks with me, he's fucking dead. That is just, oh, that's everything we want from an, <laughs> um, a Moxley and, and Suzuki feud. This is uh-huh. going to be brilliant. And then the, the camera lingers on Suzuki on the floor, smiling knowing that he's got someone who can take him on. 
this is murder grandpa we haven't seen since the likes of the the feud he had with Tanahashi a couple of years ago where he's going so brutal this is oh, this is why I fell in love with New Japan it's for stuff like this yeah and, and boy we did we get a treat and it's going to get crazier and more dark and more sinister from Murder Grandpa and Mox as this feud continues but Wow, what a match. What what all sorts of directions we got from that match. But at the end, we got everything we could ever imagine wanting to happen in terms of a beatdown and a, and a Moxley standing tall at the end. And, ooh, just more more to come. More excitement to come. And then, of course, we, we uh, end here with LIJ, Naito and Sonata versus Jay White and Kenta as our main event of New Year's Dash. Well, what can we say? These two, these two, these four have uh, have been through an interesting journey, right? Kenta lost his title. Sonata did not uh, gain the British Championship. Uh, Naito is the double champ, and Jay White lost everything. So, what a story between these four. Um, you know, some good stuff in here. Excellent stuff in here. I'm I'm liking the way that Kenta is looking right now uh, as this match is going on. He's looking like a total badass. Uh, and him and Sonata, I'd like to see fight some more one-on-one. That would make me really happy. Uh, just as being a Sonata fan myself, um, just watching them two one-on-one would make me excited. Um, but there, there's a lot of actually storytelling and building, of course, in here. Because Kenta is obviously uh, making a claim that he would like to challenge Naito by sitting on him on the end of night two. Um, you know, and then Jay White's Jay White. So what else can we really say? Yeah, um, Again, this is where Mags's batshit theories come into play. Yeah. Um, I, when it comes to New Japan, I definitely overthink and I kind of like delve very deep into what could happen and what what couldn't happen. And that that's what Gado's booking has done, not just to me, to everybody. Everyone has a, a kind of idea of, of how it's going to go because he's so good at telling these very convoluted stories and I went into this thinking that Kenta was gonna was gonna screw Jay White and take over yep. Bullet Club. Um I felt that like I said Gado is never gonna be the most loyal person. I felt that he saw this like new fire in Kenta and, and kinda wanted to jump on that bandwagon. We didn't see it but the the seeds were there. Uh and then again I mentioned about uh Sonata being the odd one out in LRJ obviously didn't have a title and yet Nato's there sat there with two titles almost mm-hmm. kind of like Gordon uh, was this when Sonata kind of snaps and, and and attacks Nato saying that he wants everything that Nato's got and it's Nato holding him back we didn't see that but it's always there in the in the back of the man and my worry again going out of our, our Wrestle Kingdom was what does Sonata do next where where does he go and this answered every single question We've got Jay White versus Sonata, which is yeah. is a money feud all day long, and it, and this also uh, extended the the Kenta like healed him almost. He was goading the crowd. Uh, he was wanting them to boo him, and it's just it's just beautiful, beautiful booking, and it's going to make for a, a an exciting couple of months uh, for New Japan in in. Uh, in the lead up to like new beginnings in in the US and obviously in uh, the Japan show, it's going to be so so fun. Yeah, I think it's just it left us with answered questions, which I liked. Um, it, it closed out some loose ends that we were concerned about, uh, given what was going on in the past two nights of Wrestle Kingdom. Like you said, I think we're going to have a very exciting future for the next couple of months for New Japan. I think 
lots of storylines were built up. Some things were out of nowhere. Some things we've been waiting for. Um, so I, New Japan does an excellent job at tantalizing us and teasing us with what's to come. And, you know, we get some things. We get nice things. And then they just take some things away. And then they plant the seeds for something new. And I don't think anybody does that better than, than New Japan. But as you look back at these three nights, what's your biggest takeaway from this amazing three-day event? Well, for me, the biggest thing is is the fact we've finally seen a closure to the Nato Redemption arc, yeah. uh, a storyline that's taken two years since Wrestle Kingdom 12 for him to finally be in the, the position that he should be in. And New Japan have used that perfectly to build up a monster heel in Kenta uh, to to make someone like I said who, who was kind of floundering, who, who was struggling to get accepted by the New Japan crowd, and now he's suddenly the the hit most hated man in the sport. It's just brilliant, brilliant booking. And to say we watched the best part of fifteen hours of wrestling over a three day period, I was clamouring for more, and that's what that's what wrestling should do. Uh, we've had. Uh, WrestleManias recently where you're so tired at the end of it you just can't wait for the show to, to end where with this I can't wait for the next show to happen because I'm that excited to see what, what's going what's gonna to come we've got amazing feuds in the pipeline and it's it's such a good time to be a New Japan fan, especially when they kind of floundered after the, the elite left and they, they kind of pulled in and, and took a little bit of stock of, of what was happening and they've come out all guns blazing. And it's, wow, what a, what a great show. And you will struggle all year to have a better weekend of wrestling than this, I think. Oh, I think you're totally right. And uh, this is what I love about the beginning of the year every year since I've been watching New Japan for the past couple of years. I get so excited about Wrestle Kingdom because there's no show that gets me as hype and excited about wrestling as this one. And I encourage people who haven't really taken the dive into New Japan yet, <laughs> for those who are thinking about it but haven't dipped the toe in, do yourself a favor. Uh, if you're a fan of wrestling, you'll be a fan of this. And, and that's, I guess, my biggest message about New Japan. Absolutely, uh, and it, it's it's quickly be made uh, January the best month for me in terms of wrestling because at the end of January we get the the Royal Rumble, which uh, yep. yeah WWE has not been the greatest product to watch, but my favorite pay per view has always been the Royal Rumble, uh, and this is a perfect lead into it. We get an amazing wrestling at the beginning of the month, and then we get a Royal Rumble at the end of the month. It's like it's absolute wrestling heaven. It is wrestling heaven. <laughs> and we were treated this weekend to so much heaven. <laughs> so many nice things and so many fun matches. And what I love about it, too, is that there's so many of us watching all together and enjoying uh, this presentation from New Japan. And I'm excited for the future. So whew, I can't wait for more. Cannot wait for more. So Mags, my friend, thank you for spending this time with me going over uh, this massive three days. I know there's so much more that we could have said, um, but I think we got the gist across my friend and uh, it's been a pleasure talking new Japan with you. If you would do me the honor of telling everyone where they can find you and all the information about all of the, the amazing podcasts you do, uh, I would appreciate it. Yeah, this has been amazing. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me and, and listeners 
get on board with with uh, Queen this year because this this lady is absolutely going places. Uh, I've got all the respect in the world for this woman's grand. She's such a star and. This time next year, she's going to be huge. So get on, get on board now. Get on the board. You can't get on board ground level because that town's passport. You can at least get on board at level three and four before you go out to the penthouse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the invite. I really, really, I really do appreciate it. I love speaking uh, wrestling with you. You're a star. Um, my podcast, uh, I have a podcast called Wow We Watch, where I speak to uh, wrestling fans and content creators about their their love of this uh, sport of farted in tarts. Um, yeah, that's that's my baby of a show. And um, a little spoiler, a certain Queen's uh, episode will be coming out very, very soon uh, ah. on that. Uh, yeah, where Queen made her, her second appearance, which is kind of more like a free-form uh, chat about how the wrestling world has changed. And, yeah, that was a really good chat. And, yeah, that's that's coming out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, and then I have another show with my podcast wife, uh, Paul Teller, who you can follow at Reencounter. Uh, we discuss the, the the Mount Rushmore's of wrestling, uh, tech different topics every week, and a, and a guest. And we kind of like thrash out the Mount Rushmore's of wrestling uh, there. Uh, lovely, fun, quick uh, podcaster. And again, we've got uh, an amazing uh, person in in Queen on there on a on a new uh, kind of spin on on the Badlands show. There, uh, we we tried it with Queen, and it seemed to work absolute wonders. So it's definitely a, a kind of a project we we're going to be doing it again so yeah listen out for that that's uh thursdays on the chair shop network and then i have a a, a non-wrestling podcast which uh probably this audience is not interested in but if you actually do like proper fighting where they actually do hurt each other for real uh you can listen to me and my son carlos uh on the Five Rounds podcast where we review UFC events. Uh, we've had a bit of a lull in the last few weeks. It's not been an event, but obviously uh, anyone who knows anything about MMA will know that who Conor McGregor is and he's got a fight coming up. So we'll be reviewing that very, very soon. So yeah, listen out for that. Uh, while we're watching and uh, Five Rounds are on the Visionaries Wrestling Network. So search for that in your podcast app of choice and, and you can find Badlands on the Chairshot Radio Network. So yeah, uh, Come and give them a listen. Follow me on Twitter at DJ Kirby. Yeah, and just come and give me abuse like everybody else does, I suppose. No, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Shower the man with love. Trust me, uh, one of the best in the game. So it's been my pleasure to chat with you today. And as always, my dear listeners, have a great rest of your day. And please be kind to one another. 